The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Black History Month, you heard? And um, I promised y'all I wanted to like do a tribute to JD, Jay Dilla, because February is Dillaware, to me at least. Um, it's a tradition. For me and some of my friends to meet up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bowl, to go to Donuts Forever. I've been doing Donuts Forever since basically I've been in New York. I didn't go this year though, because you know, I have Princess Shuri next year that I'll be there for sure. But I definitely wanted to talk about Shay Dilla and how I discovered his music, his talent, you know, how I started to have an ear for his soulful music and production before I even really knew who he was and what he was and how even now, in the year 2019, um, there has been no producer, you know, that has even been able to touch, stand in the same conversation with JD, not even close. And there are a lot of good and great producers that are out now, you know, you know, it's not Kanye, it's not Timberland, it's not Alchemist. And there's a lot of great producers, but when it comes to mastering the soul and the essence of music and composing all the emotions that you can muster on a track and to produce such greatness and such memorable work is unmatched, you know? And I really owe, you know, from the years 1996 to maybe 2002, I really owe a lot of it to being in love with Dilla Beats, you know? And I hope that this episode doesn't get ripped (laughs) I hope it doesn't get ripped off the servers and I hope that I'm able to keep this up. But if I can't, I would definitely put this on Patreon, um, make it exclusive to y'all so y'all can hear it. And I want to, you know, use this opportunity to speak enough Patreon to thank my Patreon supporters because of y'all. I'm able to continue to create content and I'm able to publish 
um, more frequently and I'm able to have access to people and do really cool things because of y'all. So I want to say thank y'all to my Patreon supporters. Y'all are dope as fuck and I do this for y'all because y'all believe in me. But this content right here, um, I typically don't really, you know, dabble into music journalism, which is sad because, you know, once I realized I wanted to work in media, I definitely wanted to do music journalism. That's like without a doubt, you know, I every you know, use all my allowance money and I would go hit up Walgreens and I would like buy all the music, specifically hip hop, all the hip hop magazines I could afford. So I'll get Source, I'll get Double XL, I'll get uh, uh, Blaze, Blaze is the old school joint. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what else I used to read? Maybe I, I think one was called Rap Pages or something like that. Word Up. Like I used to I used to read all these magazines every month faithfully. Faithfully. And then Vibe. Faithfully I read all these magazines. And I was like, you know what? I definitely want to be a music journalist. Music journalism is cool as fuck. I get to listen and interview some of my favorite rappers. I get to listen to my favorite, you know, music and I get to write about it. I thought it was the coolest job in the world. But, you know, something changed. Uh, music changed. Uh, uh, I got older and like the shift of music, especially within hip hop, began to change and I started to hate music that was coming out. I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, what is this? You know, I, you know, and I end up, I end up, you know, um, turning my interest of music journalism to like, you know, do more, uh, other, other forms of entertainment. But I've always wanted to be a music journalist, you know, um, when I was in J school, you know, I wanted to intern at the Source magazine. <laughs> you know, I wanted to intern at Double XL. Like, I just definitely wanted to be in that world because I, I love hip hop music so much. I love music in general so much, but I love hip hop so much. So, I want to say the first Dilla track I actually heard. I want to say it was The Far Side. She said the remix, right? I think that was that was the first Dilla track I ever heard. And I just love the beat. It was just so wavy. It felt like if the the beat felt like I was somewhere in Amsterdam, you know, being really black, really eccentric. And I went on a really bomb-ass first date with a guy I met in Amsterdam that was probably from, you know, from the same city I was over in the States. But we just happened to meet each other in a different country. And I don't know, that sounds like really corny, but that's kind of like what the 
what the track gave me. Like, I always felt like it was a love song, you know? And it felt really, like, it should have been, like, in Poetic Justice or something like that. Like, it was, like, the soundtrack of love music, but it was hip-hop, if that makes any sense. It probably doesn't, but that's what I'm going with. That's one of my favorite tracks. She said the remix, you know, um, is just is beautifully composed, you know, like I think of Dilla as like as a as a composer, like for orchestra. And instead of having like, you know, violinists and and, you know, all these other uh, live performers he has like his MP he has his MPC player right and he and he like has different signals that you know in on this side on the left side he hears the drums on the right side he hears the strings in the back he hears this and in the back on the right he hears that and in front and center he hears this and then like he like chops them all up right and it comes together in harmony. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's the recipe for like all producers. But it's just so magical when when Dilla would do it, you know? Then I love you know, that's that's just one of my favorite tracks. Then when it comes to albums, if you were lucky and fortunate enough to have a Dilla track on your album your album was certified a hit like straight up certified hit like we can say whatever we want about Erica Badu rightfully so but her album Mama's Gun I don't see how those songs she had from Mama's Gun, I don't see how they would have translated without Jay Dilla creating that that musical environment for her, right? I'm talking about tracks like um, Times Are Wasting. I'm talking about... Um, Didn't you know? Like there are songs that just would not sound good on anything but a Dilla beat. And that's just what it is. Um, Didn't you know is such a beautifully, you know, sample beat. Because the original song, when you hear it, you know, I can't even like, like, you know, if you hear like a lot of sample music, you can hear like they took the drums from it or they took this from it. They took a little snippet from the, from the bridge, but the original song, and I, I, I can't remember the name of it, but I know it because I listened to the original song a lot on my Spotify because I like being able to hear the original for a lot of music. Um, 
you know, and including the remix or how people chop it up into some of my favorite songs. And how he took that and just made it, he birthed it to like something completely different that sounds almost better than the original. That's 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 what Jay Dilla did, you know. He took he took an original he would take an original beautiful song and marry it with something and make it better. A lot of producers can't do that, but he did it so so effortlessly. Um Common's album like Water for Chocolate. I think that's one of Common's most dopest albums. I think it's one of his most um, uh, publicly and mainstream praise albums. Hey, 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 hey. Yo, yo. I promise y'all I was gonna do a Jay Dilla tribute. Hey, hey, hey. But for real, I hope that I'm able to do this episode without being. Um, I hope my shit don't get taken down. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, doing episodes with like music and shit like that is real finicky or whatever. But, like, I'm willing to take the L. I'm willing to risk it. Like, if I got to put this shit on Patreon, I will. Because I believe that, you know, we don't really talk enough about Dilla and his greatness and his gift of music and instrumentals and understanding music theory and how he pretty much created his imprint in hip-hop that has not been touched, recreated, or expounded on since his death. You know what I'm saying? So I'm willing to take the L because listening to Jay Dilla definitely puts my ass in the mood. Like, it puts me in the mood. It makes me remember a time in my life when shit was real simple, you know? And um it's uh it's definitely eye opening when you think about all the work he created and the work he's done and how many artists, you know, even artists that really don't you don't even rock with or you're not even interested in listening to their music. You put them on the Dilla track and that shit is just like pure gold. Seriously. And you know what? I appreciated Jay Dilla way longer before I knew who he actually was. And to my ears, I was able to identify his music. Just through the soulfulness of his of his production. Alright, so um at first I was thinking about to do like a top ten or top five best J Dilla instrumentals and beats, but 
I'll be lying because I have more than five. I have more than ten, you know, but I will, you know, talk about some highlights of some songs that I think are dope and that don't really get talked about, you know. Everybody, you know. Actually, you know, let me stop the music because I really want to talk about this. Um, Remember some years back... Usher dropped that um track and it goes like I really want you back. It was a just blade uh just blaze beat and um he produced it. Um Dilla also did a version of that same track. Now the conversation around it was like, you know, Dilla did it first and Just Blaze was biting him. And I remember I was on Twitter and I think, you know, I kind of like added Twitter. I was, you know, say, yo, Just Blaze, did you bite this track from Dilla? (laughs) And he was pretty, he linked the article. He did the beat first. And I think Dilla did a second or it wasn't that, you know, it was, it wasn't a long time lapse between both of the um, samples. So from what I can remember, it's possible that they were probably working on the same thing at this around the same time. And before Dilla died, you know, um, he was probably working on it. But uh, that was a controversy. I like that track. But it's not one of my favorite tracks. Um, you know, Donuts is really critically acclaimed and like a lot of people cite it and talk about how raw and authentic, you know, Donuts is. It's like a really smooth, um, soulful hip hop production piece. And I really like some of his rough stuff, like off... Um, his rough draft stuff and of course his mad live stuff so as i got older you know i got into like you know tribe and shit like that and like when q-tip drop vibrant thing it just shut down everything like even now you go you in a bar or a lounge or whatever and like vibrant thing come on din, 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 din. like once that beat drop isn't it's, an, it's it's something, it just moves your soul. Like, you want to start dancing. It's really feel-good music. Um, uh, my my other favorite Jay Dilla uh, track is definitely Q-Tip, Let's Ride. That's, like, one of my, one of my favorites, too. Um, Janet Jackson, Gone Till It's Gone with Q-Tip. Um, everyone's favorite. Now you got my heart for the evening. Now why you want to go and do that, love, huh? <laughs> I mean, J. Dillard just has like some amazing, he has an amazing catalog that can't be matched. Like even now, I could talk about it. And I want to see if I could pull up some of his music in the background while I rant and rave about how much I love his music. Let's see. 
um, uh, his music can be matched. And I would love to hear certain people on his music now, but I just gotta accept that, you know. Um, even Common's album, like Water for Chocolate. I mean, Jay Dilla wasn't the best rapper, but he was kind of spitting some bars on like Water for Chocolate, you know? Um, Slum Village, Frankendank. I mean, Jay Dilla made beats that can soothe and suits any mood. Like, for real, if I was like, writing like a, a a real hood ass anime animated anime like I would definitely want to get some Jay Dilla beats to be in the background like why why wouldn't I like it's the shit you know and if you know the powers to be doesn't take this down you're probably gonna listen to this and like kind of like ride with it you know i woke up this morning it was about a quarter after six and that's when you know princess shuri started getting in her feelings because she wants to eat and um i was like damn it's bright outside you know and i realized that while um, Slum Village and Love was playing, dun, 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 fall in love, dun, 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 fall in love, right? And I'm like, damn, it's bright outside. So I guess winter is over. Um, I'm pretty sure daylight savings time is coming soon. And um, I was just in the zone in the bed next to my babies. It's just like, wow, you know? <sighs> the most unfortunate thing when it comes to Jay Dilla, he was born in February. He died in February. He actually passed away like right after he drops his album. And it was it was really sad, you know. Um, I haven't been to the museum uh, um, in Washington D.C., the Museum of um, African American History. Um, but allegedly that I haven't seen it, but allegedly there's like a Jay Dilla tribute there. Um, they have his NPC and they have like some of his on um, some of his works there. And I think that's like really, really dope. Um, if I was to drop an album personally, I definitely would try to get my hands on some Jay Dilla beats. Like that's without a doubt. Like I wouldn't, I would pay whoever I gotta pay, Mom Dukes, his foundations, whoever I gotta pay 
and I would definitely sing and rap over all his work as much as I can. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Zilla is definitely still the best and better than the majority of producers that are out now. Because it's just the mood. Like, you could put on his beats and just, like, cruise. Go to the beach. You know, I'll be on the train. You know, listen to his music when I'm commuting. And it just, it just feels good. Even when you're sad, it feels good. And it's hard to get music like that. Made you appreciate so many genres that... You know, that has influenced hip-hop. And he puts it in beats, you know? Like, yeah, we know jazz and and blues and even gospel has influenced hip-hop. Because it's all, you know, genres that black people have either created or have a very great influence on. And... In my opinion, nobody could really extend those genres like black people. Because it's kind of like passing the torch from generation to generation. You know, like you have like the older generations that had the bluegrass and the country and the jazz. And then they pass it off to the, to the, the funk, the disco the R&B, and then they pass it off onto hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like how I feel. So, I just kind of wanted to like talk to y'all, give y'all this extra bonus. Um, again, hoping that it can stay up. Because you know how niggas be with music and podcasts. You know, it might stay up, it might not stay up. Again, if it doesn't stay up, y'all got to hit me up on Patreon. And um, I'm going to put it there. Well, it'll be there first. And then y'all just going to have to, I'm going to have to find another way to do this. If it can't stay up for long or if it's taken down or whatever. But on that note, um, I hope that, you know, our Black Her Story Month is a lot better than the Black History Month we had. Because this is kind of whack. And as forever, donuts are forever. Jay Dilla forever. May his beats continue to live on. And may we always appreciate the soulful sounds of the producer slash rapper who we've only were who we only were blessed to see like a tenth of his talent. You know? So, i leave y'all with that. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all bright day. Hopefully, we're, gonna, we're listening to, you're listening to me on the last day of Black History Month. If not, you're listening to me on the first day of March. And, um, let me know what you think. Are you a Jay Dilla fan? You fuck with Jay Dilla? Who you think comes close to him? Who you think 
can be in the same conversation with him. To me, it's nobody. But, I mean, y'all got y'all opinions. So, let me know. All right? Yeah.